0: G'day, punters. Welcome to the still-as-yet-unnamed Sydney Review Show, although we did have a good suggestion last week calling it Harbour Review, so we might roll with that for this week. We might change it every week. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the Review Show Mark Sheen to begin with. Mark, you obviously had a pretty reasonable weekend finding Prime Candidate in the last. Uh, How did you finish up?
1: Yeah, no, uh, Rose Hill was good. Uh, didn't have a great deal of luck at Kembler, unfortunately, but Rose Hill saved the day for me and I uh, was very happy that Prime Candidate uh, bounced straight to the front and uh, absolutely shitting in the last.
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> bloody good. Uh, Mark Roden, for yourself, uh, we spoke about what, the San Domenico on the yep. preview and we'll touch on that in just a moment, but uh, you pretty much nailed the market there from what I can tell. But anyway, yeah. besides the San Domenico, how did the day unfold?
2: Um, it ended up all right. I, I ended up on the first two winners who got very backable, um, I thought, which they were races I wasn't uh, wasn't expecting to be betting into uh, on Saturday morning, to be honest, but um, the market's flipped around a bit uh, in the last 10 minutes or so. And uh, so I got on the right side of those. Um, bit lean through the middle of the program. As everyone knows, I was with Peltzer, um, got the Ming Dynasty wrong as well, and uh, fortunately came home with a wet sale with Prime Candidate, which I... Um, think get a few of
0: us a favor absolutely and Rob Scurry my man your man everyone's man he's completely (laughs) in the zone at the moment uh Rob you had a I guess a tricky start to the day but you you came home with a wet sail yeah look um when Etheridge loomed to win
3: and ran fourth and we're on at one by two I thought oh this is this is not gonna there's no there's no getting out of this I felt I was seeing him pretty well but as I said it's it's rare I, I go from
0: down to up you know usually up to down Okay, well, we're going to review the same races that we did on the preview show. We're going to review races five through nine. We'll start with the San Domenico, the Group 3, and it was a talk, I guess, on everyone's lips because Anders came out and completely obliterated the field. Rob, I'll start with yourself. I just want to know... There was a couple of horses here first up that I guess we all had a bit of time for, namely Peltzer. Doubtland was probably the other one. Uh, Mamoragon was probably going to be a little bit less suited given the, the likely map, but how did they look compared with how Anders looked in the yard? Well, Ma- Mamoragon couldn't have come back better. I marked it second
3: in the numbers. I, I thought it, it look, looked outstanding, kind of, you know, relaxed forward. Um, Peltzer... Um, you know, nice horse does, does a bit wrong in the parade. I think Mark alluded to that. He would get hot, um, but he just looks slightly underdone. Um, doubtland. Um, I think I put it on the text. I think maybe he'd be better next prep. He still looks a little bit immature to me, um, compared to these, uh, and, and the winner just, just looked like it trained on a lot. And more than that. It, it relaxed a little bit more in the, yard, like real professional parade from it. So, um, yeah it, w- it was it was a pretty easy pretty
0: easy decision for me to make from the yard Mark Road New marked pelts at $2.80 uh it's jumped $2.87 Betfair starting price I think when we were doing the preview there was over four dollars available yeah, but right. there was strong support late for Anders it certainly didn't drift at all uh and they've gone very fast here for the class 9.8 lengths on the all adjusted figure you go to the class figure they've gone 6.9 lengths fast on punting forms data what are you doing with the race going forward
2: Um, I'm not sacking Peltzer Um, one of the things we spoke about on the preview was that perhaps it was just a niggle in my mind I was certainly happy to overlook it but that his two really good runs had been controlling in front at 12 and 1300 I think it was Um, he did look to set up nicely tagging Anders but Anders was just simply far too quick for him over uh, 1100 he's gone super Um, yeah I don't know I think he'll be fine up to 1400, um, Peltzer. Um, not sure what... Uh, Matt Memoragan, obviously, too, uh, we, we spoke about in the preview. It looks, uh, according to his trials, that he might be better this prep, and I wouldn't wouldn't be dissuaded from that view on that run on Saturday. Uh, Doubtland, um, don't know what to do with him. He's the one on the jury's got to be out on now. Um, maybe he's a wet tracker only. Um, maybe, that, maybe that win in the kindergarten was just an outlier. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see with him.
0: Mark Shan, a number of these horses were first up. What are you thinking going forward towards their next start? Are you going to give them a, a range of improvement if they did meet again? Yeah, well, I think Pelzer had the
1: most improvement. Um, as Rob uh, mentioned there, he just got a bit hot in the yard. We hadn't seen him before because we'd been off track. But, um, look, he's a lovely type of horse, but he was just a bit jig-joggy in the yard and uh, sweated up. And, as to my eye, had improved greatly from... Uh, his last win. Uh, he didn't sweat on Saturday, and the way the track was playing on pace and rail, uh, I think everything just fell into place for him. And he was simply too fast for them. Um, I don't know about Dadland. I think looking back, that form beating uh, Jirl and uh, Miss Canada, starting yeah. to look a bit thin to me. So maybe he's not quite up to these top horses.
2: He rated well that day, and it looks super to the eye, but yeah, it's just, it is looking iffy. and even his trials, everything around that run hasn't really been of the same standard. No, well, not an option, ran third in that kindergarten as well. I think
1: it got run over a couple of times after that as well. Maybe just flattered in the wet tracks at, uh, through the winter, I'm not sure. Uh, but that Miss Canada form hasn't really stacked up either. So maybe it's not at that level yet.
0: Okay, we'll jump into race six, which was a benchmark seventy-eight over eleven 1, hundred metres. And Rob Scarry, there you were uh, finding Prime Star a bit of a small play each way, at the good odds. Uh, just run us through the yard for us, Rob.
3: Uh, pretty even yard, like n- no real standouts. Um, the eight, I just 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 thought looked looked big and strong and as good as anything. And then when I saw the odds, um, you know, it was it was a just seemed like a reasonable play. Um, I know it it, it failed uh, this last run on or first first up, and um, I just, just thought well maybe we can put that down to Randwick. Um, seemed to map well um, on on a reasonable tempo. So yeah, it was um, yeah it was it was, it was a pr- pretty easy watch. I, I do like to find things at double figures, and yeah, it was, it was a small play. You know, on hindsight, I wish I had a bit more on it for the for the subscribers. But um, yeah, happy happy
0: enough. Mark Sheen, did you end up having a play in this race? I know you had a bit of time for Electric Girl in the previous show, but the uh, the odds certainly were in its favour in terms of the, the market on the day.
1: Yeah, I was on it on Thursday at uh, each way odds, so got a small result out of it. But she paraded poorly, in my opinion, compared to what I've seen her in the past. Uh, she did canter up and look like she was going to win, but she ran out of gas. But uh, she'd had five or six lengths improvement on what I've seen last time in. I thought Destination was probably stiff here. Three wide and a limb was not the place to be. Prime Star did a good job. I couldn't have found it myself, but um, I thought Destination unlucky. Electric Girl certainly one to follow.
0: Mark Roden, uh, did you have a play in the race? And I guess second question, what are we doing with a horse like Sangria?
2: Um, okay, firstly, yeah, I was Electric Girl and oh, Black Magnum. Yeah, I'm finished with him now. But, um, yeah, um, interesting to hear both Rob and Mark say, uh, well, Rob's pre-race comments on Electric Girl. I think you said it looked woolly in the coat, Rob. Was that? yeah. Yeah. yeah, well,
3: but you know, it is from you know, it's not a city-trained horse, so I, I didn't mark it too too badly off that. Um, but yeah, it's just she's she's only a light thing. She looks like a yeah. wet tracker to me, but I think she got better form on the dry. Um, yeah. yeah, just just not not my kind of horse.
2: Um, Sangria, I think I said in the preview, she, she just strikes me as the, hor- the sort of horse that any kind of pressure, which, and she did cop some from bothered bothered held her out. In fact, uh, on Saturday, um, and that, that's enough to get rid of her. She. She scored really highly with me uh, twice in her career. Once was around Gosford at 1,000 metres and the other was down the straight at Flemington, uh, ideal sort of straight horse I'd probably suggest. Uh, but, you know, it, this was a pretty pretty good benchmark 78 and, you know, in this sort of company, if she gets pressured, I think she's always going to be very vulnerable. Um, yeah, as I said, I think this is a pretty good race. You've got the time. They've run about 0.3 slower than Anders. Um sectional sort of flipped around uh, prime stars run its time in the second half of the race compared to the first half for, for anders so just taking a line through that this is i think there's this is going to be a pretty strong form race um electric girl will be better when she gets out to around 1400 i think uh yeah, destination i said in the preview too I, I wanted to find it but the map put me off and it's it's gone very close despite a despite a tough run and um the country horse Ponca was certainly not disgraced as well it's yeah, yeah Yeah, it's a pretty strong 78, I think.
0: Okay. We'll jump into the Ming Dynasty over 1400, and I guess we all wanted to take a bit of a set against Overlord, just given the likely map and the lack of gate speed. Well, they've gone slowly here for the class, 3.2, like, slow to the 600. And in the end, Holyfield's just had a a picnic out in front and been able to run away of the race. It was a second uh, or one of two rides for Tim Clark where he just got his own way in front and really bounce back to something towards his best riding form. Mark Sheehan, I'll start with yourself. Did you end up having a play in race seven?
1: I laid the favourite. I backed a couple of others in the race as well. But um, I'll just ask you boys what you think of the change of tactics. And this was a horse who had an established pattern of racing on speed. Last start up and coming, change of tactics, jumped a half a length in front, dragged back towards the rear of the field. Saturday, change of tactics, straight back to the front. Now, if we don't get those change of tactics uh, announced, what would you think if you didn't hear that last start uh, to be written back and then this week go forward? It, it looks
2: pooy, doesn't it? It, it does, <laughs> but this was a, it was a funny race because there was no speed at all on paper. I mean, finding a leader was tough enough. I No, I nonsense.
1: understand that, but I'm just saying if, if no one hears a change of tactics there, you've got drag back one week straight to the front the next. Yeah. And also it had an established pattern. Look, it won him the race because uh, they showed him 10 out of the barrier. He races best that way. Yeah. And, look, I didn't think he'd give them the weight personally, but the way the, the track was playing, mm. he got a very soft section in the mid stages. Down
2: the side of the track, they pulled up to walk, and they won him the race. Yeah, there's a, there's a few fun and games with the COTs on uh, on Saturday, the first race. um, um Everyone, I think, was convinced that Free Hearted was going to try and make the pace for She's Ideal. It did miss the start. but um, yeah. that, that Well, was... it did get left, didn't it? Sorry? It did get left, didn't it? It did, yeah. yeah it, it took a backward
1: step, yeah. For sure. And Jason Collett, uh, well, he seemed to assume that the pace was going to be on because he just yep. dragged straight back on yep. She's Ideal to a position that was unwinnable. Best laid
2: plans, eh?
0: Something like that, anyway. I'm, I'm always of the opinion. I, I enjoy the Hong Kong uh I guess, lack of change of tactics in that you have to make it up for your own mind. I thought the the jockey change of Tim Clark going on board Holyfield, I just assumed it would be leading anyway here. But I know what you mean, Mark Chan. It's just very frustrating when you you cop the the variance uh, week in, week out. Um, Rob, for yourself, how did you think Overlord in particular, Paraded, but then also Achiever? That was the other first up horse that I was interested in. Uh, both not my
3: kind of parade. Uh, Overlord just looked at sorry, Achiever um, was a bit clip cloppy, sideways walk, got a bit sweaty, looked a bit heavy. Um, I've said you know, wallet not a good parade for a Waller horse. Um, the winner was 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 a bit flighty and and a, you know a, a bit it's just 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 a just a bit revvy to me, which which I, I don't like and, and it's a never ever ever again aim. Uh, number two, looked the <laughs> best type, best type here. Looked the best type. Couldn't have paraded better. Walked round mm. perfectly. Small each way play. Had the suck run behind the winner. Just, just run third, you dog. And um, yeah, never again. If yeah, commit me if I ever put back that horse again. It's up to Toowoomba. Just
2: the, no desire for the contest that, that
3: one. It's a Good top. I think, I think they're all pretty average here. Um, a bit like the uh, Dame Desel race. I wouldn't be getting too excited about anything out of the race. Uh, and, and this is Brook Horse Overlord, the maiden who misses the start. Not much of a horse to me. Looks like a wet tracker. Um, unlike um, Achiever, uh, this one came out, um, you know, forward. Coat was really good. Um, but yeah, not, not a horse I'm, I'm ever going to get excited about.
1: Look, he was vulnerable there on Saturday, but um, I think he's done a fairly good job from the position he was in, uh, second last on the fence uh, in a slowly run race. Um, Bazooka did finish better than him the last 200, but he's been racing through the winter and was rock hard fit. So not a horse I want to be on, but I think he can still probably win a race or two overlord. Yeah.
2: He seems to have a bit of... um bit of sprook on him so he's not ever going to be a great president. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's it. They could all back him again. Please, please back him again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. We'll go to race 8 which is the Premier's Cup over 1900. Uh Mugatu settled just forward of midfield, uh had a cozy run was heavily supported by uh, it was short to begin with. We we spoke about the price there on on Thursday and in the end it was just far too good for for this field. Uh, Mark Roden you were talking about you priced the horse aggressively on Thursday and even then the price was far shorter than what you marked. Did you end up having a play in the race at all?
2: No, I didn't. I actually, um, I had no, look, I got him a bit shorter, but I couldn't get him much below two to one. So it wasn't, um, he was never, I, I couldn't find anything to beat him, but he was never going to be a bet for me at close mm. to even money. Uh, fortunately I stayed out. I was on uh, Thursday, I was trying to talk myself into horses like Girl Tuesday and that, and um, fortunately did the right thing and just gave it a miss. Um, he, he sta- he's jumped odds on, hasn't he? And uh, he's won well enough. He's, he's, a, he's a very nice horse, but he's another one who it's going to be uh, with his reputation. It's going to be hard to get any value out of him, I think.
0: Yeah, Mark Sheen. They've gone very slowly here. Five lengths slow to the six hundred. Um, you obviously found Mugatu and it was one of the, the horses you wanted to follow from the trial. Did you end up having an investment at all in race eight?
1: Yeah, I, I did end up backing him. I know he was short, but uh, I just thought he paraded better than uh, when he'd won first up and that inside draw the way the track was playing. So I uh, had a few savers in the race as well and got a small win. But um thought a good run from Rondinella here um, back to last. Came down the worst part of the track out wide. Um, working home very nicely. Once it gets up a little bit in trip, I think wonderful follow for sure.
0: Yep, and some strong splits there on the punting form data as well over the last 600, as you said. Uh, Rob Scurry, your thoughts from the yard? Uh oh,
3: look, Mugger 2 had improved a number of lengths, sent it out on top, but I, I tried to out smart myself here and find something at long odds i ended up landing on norway the place which seemed to have the perfect run and, and did <clears> nothing um as a as a waller horse he looked kind of forward and ready to go and i th- thought he would get the right map um but yeah just just kicking myself i could have i could have launched here at, at the winner as um yeah he he'd improved a lot and there's a lot of sort of um numbers in
0: this race for sure. All right. We'll touch on race nine. The benchmark's 88 over 1200. Mark Shan, you found prime candidate out of the trial coming into this event. Uh, just run us through your thoughts as to why you're keen on the horse and as the race unfolded as well.
1: Oh, well, I just thought um, he'd been running on a few wet tracks. I um, think he was better on top of the ground. Excuse me. <clears throat> he looked at Matt quite well. And, uh, um, he'd trialled well, he jumped out and was dragged back in that trial and trial without blinkers and he's a much better horse with the blinkers on and I thought he took a lot of ground off Mr Mosaic in fast time so um, I just sort of set up quite nicely for him are a lot of horses resuming here I wasn't overly fussed on subpoenaed um, she gets back in a big field and got to need luck so I just thought everything sort of fell into place a bit for Prime Candidate
0: Mark Roden, what are you doing with this race going forward? There was a few, quite a few horses first up. Are there any of those that you're looking to follow next start or maybe a few starts down the track?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was on the winner, and I, the one I back for a bigger win was actually on Thompson that we spoke about on Thursday. I thought his run was pretty good. He got flushed out three wide when Spiritual uh, Pursuit fired up a bit and sort of um, took his spot and pushed him wide on the track. Uh, the one that Mark mentioned on Thursday, Nudge, who just looks – You know, looked like 1,200 was too short for a She was fantastic. And um, House of Cartier, the the stayer, it's closed off really well as well. I think it did something similar first up last time too. So it might might have found its mark in the handicap ratings a bit House of Cartier, but it's obviously going well. Um, Yeah, um, other than that, uh, Tenley got in an ordinary spot and closed off all right, but it was pretty well beaten. Yeah, that's about it for me, I think.
0: Rob Scarry, talk to me. Uh, there was quite a few horses first up here. Um, which ones caught your eye, and which ones have the most scope for improvement?
3: Have you find um, prime candidate here, um, you know, he's been a horse I've been on for a number of preparations. Um, he just looked big, strong. Dapple's coat was fantastic, um, and when he jumped, you know, a length in front of the field, I, I got a little bit more on. Uh, the other good horses I thought here were. Uh, Mark made Mark Sheen made mention of um, Nudge. Um, I thought she she came back perfect. Waller um, really liked her, and, and Tenley was the other one. That's a horse I, I had. I used to find a bit as a two year old. Had a bit of luck with her. I thought she's come back really really well, and um, yeah, just just the map put me off her. Uh, and subpoenaed. look, um, it's. I think I put on You know, I put her in the numbers and said it's the horse I can't catch. And um, yeah, so. I think she's going well, but she needs sort of everything to fall into place. I think
0: Mark alluded to that. awesome. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right, I'll get a horse to follow from each of you out of the meeting. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Is there one horse you're particularly following out of this meet?
1: Uh, just for staying races, I thought Rondanella was uh, pretty good on the day. She she got a long way back, came down the worst part of the track, and I think Destination was certainly very unlucky, An Electric Girl had that race as well. Um, look, she is lightly framed, but uh, Kate wise she's got a lot of cleaning up to do. And I think she'll be better when she gets over a little bit further. So I wouldn't sack her on that defeat on Saturday.
0: Sure thing, Mark Roden. For yourself, a horse to follow?
2: Uh, yeah, th- those two I mentioned in the last nudge and um, House of Cartier, if they can find their right races.
0: And Rob out of the yard.
2: Uh, I-, I really like the the
3: one in the first race. She's ideal. Um, things didn't go to suit. She she looked better than th- this lot. Um, you know, I was I was pretty dark about her um i thought she, i thought she hers was the best run in the race and you know having been on um dancing gidget the start previous when it had old cardiac arrhythmia or something um i was in a pretty dark place after the first
0: so yeah she's ideal the old cardiac arrhythmia gets you every time uh <laughs> this saturday at randwick we've got the chelmsford tramway and the furious stakes by the looks of things uh mark Roden, for yourself anything else you're looking forward to during the week
2: uh what have got newcastle tomorrow um I'm personally not looking forward to anything. I'm in lockdown. I'm just sitting around the house. Um, but we've got Newcastle <laughs> tomorrow, uh, Metro Wednesday, Wine Cup Friday as well before the good meeting on Saturday. So plenty on this week.
0: Mark Shan, for yourself, anything that's going to take your fancy during the week?
1: No, I'd just be happy. I think there's a good benchmark race there at uh, Warwick Farmer Wednesday, but the the side's down, so haven't got any fields as yet. So, uh yeah, it's a big week, as Mark said. We've got Wong on Friday, always a great meeting, and then back up to Ramwick on Saturday for that uh, wait-for-age meeting with the Chelmsford. So this is a busy week, and hopefully some good horses turning out on a good track because we've got clear weather for the week.
0: Perfect. Sounds outstanding. Rob Scarry, you'll be in the yard there on Saturday as well. You'll be no doubt looking forward to it. As per usual, it's your time of year.
3: That's it, mate. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know who's running, but, yeah, Chelmsford, one of my favourite while well, you know, one of the reasons I love Sammy Clipton and the day he got complacent home at triple figures for me. So, um, yeah, lo- 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 love this time of year. I um, usually, usually head up to Newcastle too, but I hear they're being a bit um, uh, restrictive in the in um, the COVID uh, rules. So I won't be going to Newcastle
0: this year, which, you know, first one I've missed in 10. Well, I'll be joining uh, the two marks there on Thursday to preview the, the Chelmsford meeting. Look forward to that. Until then, guys, go well. Have a good week. Thanks,
1: Thanks for very much. Enough.